gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets. Welcome everyone to a, I'd say a special, but I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's sort of a bleak one. <laughs> I was looking forward to doing this and then, oh, I mean, who'd have thought putting a show in a country with horrible human rights would lead to horrible consequences, but we're here on Eat Sleep to place retweet to talk about from parts unknown WWE Crown Jewel <laughs> so originally it was meant to be me and my brother of destruction against the two degenerates <laughs> but Derek was an asshole and got sick and unfortunately due to commitments uh, of having gymnastics club tonight Lucy is not available so <laughs> joining us as a last resort is the bottom of the biscuit tin Stevenson. He's the disappointing, soggy, rich tea at the bottom of the tin. He is Stevie Wilson. You clearly not met the full Stevenson family. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is a bit of a compliment. Joining him is a sexy boy with a hairline much like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gary Kernahan. Thank you, Ross. I was going to say, I'll take that instruction and then you, uh, and then you finish it. <laughs> Joining me as well is a man hobbling about, still doing this for the money, in horrendous shape compared to what he looked like in 1997. It's my brother of destruction, Scott McLeod. I still don't know I was one in 1997, though. How could I still be in the same shape? No, look at this, I've got a side to We should say, Ross, that this show has been recorded from a different location than usual. Yes, we And are. the human rights in these premises are much worse than Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Yes, we are in Gary's home. I'm from the dictator over there. <laughs> you don't need to add the tail. <laughs> and I, I to many people in the Undertaker of this podcast, as I just won't fuck off and stay dead. <laughs> At least you slag yourself. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. So, well, we've mentioned that match so much. Let's let's talk about this match coming to you live from Unforgiven 1998. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> Shawn Michaels and Triple H against Undertaker and Kane. This is a. Uh, you tell us we were going to get this at the start of the year. I'd have laughed you at the building. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Whilst um, I, I'm actually looking forward to the match and I'm intrigued to see how it goes and really intrigued to see where things go with Shawn Michaels after this show. I'm a bit surprised in the way that we're getting it here. I, 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 and WWE's not resisted the temptation to save it for Survivor Series. Because it is a, you know, Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement is a big deal. And it seems like a bigger, bigger deal than throwing it away on a fake pay-per-view. Oh. When you look at the, obviously the rumoured cash amounts that are being chucked about for this pay-per-view, uh, I think you, we can understand why. Oh, HBK is coming back here. HBK said as well, he used to say, you won't offend me with cash. <laughs> in a way, they've kind of done it quite nicely, because always the thing for years with Shawn Michaels was, I'm not, I'm not going to come back, I'm going to honour the retirement, and pretty much you won't see me again. But now it seems to be that he's still saying, I main reason is my respect for Taker because he retired me, and now he's saying, "Well, Taker's now lost my respect." Therefore, what what, what I said then is now done, and that's why he's back, which is which is quite yeah. clever. It's a good, mm-hmm. good point, Stephen. It's a, that part of the story has been well told. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were talking, you know, certainly the other night when we were watching Catch Up on Raw. Why are the Brothers of Destruction being made to look like the arseholes here when because they attacked 
Sean and Triple H after Super Showdown when Sean did nothing but interfere in that whole match. <laughs> and Kay did nothing, he just wanted to go back home. Well, tri- Triple H seems to flip-flop, you know, what he wants to be. You know, one one night he'll be a face, the next night he'll be a heel, you know. <laughs> Almost as turns as often as the Big Show. <laughs> I think he turns more than the Big Show. <laughs> You've seen him as the authoritative heel who get taken out by Roman Reigns and we eventually get Roman Reigns over and then three nights later He's in London saying, love me, I gave you NXT, love me, please. <laughs> but um, one of our, our listeners, Andrew uh, Buchanan, actually uh, asked us the question, do we think this Shawn Michaels return match is a one-off for the cash? Or is there going to be more matches down the line? Is there not a rumour of AJ Styles at WrestleMania floating about? I believe the rumour was AJ Styles this past year at the Rumble. I think the rumours kind of floated about recently. There's a couple of ones, obviously there's going to be that one and there's potentially him one-on-one with Taker again. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and for him to probably then retire Taker. Yeah. And the two of them go off into the sunset together. Taker HBK3 at WrestleMania does seem interesting in that storyline, Stephen, of um, uh, Sean retiring Taker. Uh, would be intriguing mm-hmm. uh, and clearly attractive for many people to, to watch. I mean, there's, uh, there's a couple of dependencies on that. Undertaker doesn't look like... He, you know, I was at WrestleMania 33 when I thought we'd seen The Undertaker for the last time. He doesn't seem to be showing any signs of going away no. any, or retiring anytime soon. And the big dependency on this, I think, is going to be is can the two of them still go? Can they have a, a third match that's anywhere near the quality of the previous well, ones? You kind of looked at that one at, in Australia with him and Triple H. It was all about the story. I mean, the match quality itself. I mean, was it Meltzer gave it one? Less than one? <laughs> I can't really remember <laughs> I the top of my head. It, it wasn't very, it wasn't highly rated. It wasn't exactly yeah, end of an era. That's what it was. That is one of those ones, isn't it? It's money talks, bullshit walks into it. It's a, it's a case of we did get the perfect ending to the Triple H Undertaker storyline. We get the perfect ending to Triple H Shawn Michaels. Uh, sorry, Undertaker Shawn Michaels. It's kind of a shame that you know we're, we're excited for the match, but at the same time you're like, it's never going to be as good. Mm-hmm. This this is a match like obviously Shawn Michaels took his time off uh, in '98 for back surgery. It's when Kane and Undertaker were at their best. They were on different brands for many years, and it's just it's a shame. It's I think we're getting it now. It's a match we would have loved a couple of years ago, even back in 2010, just mm-hmm. before Shawn Michaels retired. Mm-hmm. I, I've no issue that I feel Shawn still looks in great shape even now. I think, I think no issues with anything, Kane. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm more worried about how Kane and Kane, Kane could match. show up in your local Morrison's. <laughs> You'd be well, to be fair, that'd be quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> just walking. You just discredited your own <laughs> argument there. But <laughs> you imagine him with a wee voice box for that attitude era. Where's the press? I'll say, I was more confident about how Sean Triple H will fare in this match than Taker Kane, because we've seen Triple H clearly carried that match at Super Showdown, mm-hmm. and Sean, like, he stepped back in the ring after four years of back surgery, all he's been doing the last eight years is hunting, so I don't think it should be too much effort for him to step back in the ring. He's, well, he's training, he's training NXT, yeah. so I suspect he's probably had a fair amount mm-hmm. of, of ring time. Mm, yeah, so, to some extent. So, but uh, I think they'll probably be the same again. They two carrying the match. I don't think Takers obviously knows about it. And Kane mm-hmm. doesn't look at it much anymore either. I mean, yeah. he's too busy being mayor. <laughs> yeah, priorities. Yeah, can we talk about Kane um, and the mayor? Because there's been so much uh, pressure on WWE or focus on WWE mm-hmm. whether or not this show is going to go ahead. Actually, the the 
Kane's participation in this has never seemed to waver is a bit surprising to me because he is a mayor, recently elected, public servant now. Mm -hmm. If there was somebody that was going to bow to put the public pressure, you would think it might be the newly elected mayor of Knox County. He's a... He's a Republican, isn't he? He's the same party as Trump. Yeah, he was like a libertarian for many years, and it was like many politicians are loyal to they find something that will get them elected. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a that, that's a good point, Gary. It's I think if he was maybe higher up than just a local county mayor, mm -hmm. I think there'd be. But it's not to put any stereotypes out there, but it's the South of America where. <laughs> They don't exactly have the best human rights record either. So. <laughs> I, did, I did read up, there has been some coverage in the media in that area on this, but but Glenn Jacobs' uh, retort to it is that WWE is making a $100,000 contribution to some community project mm. in the area mm. in return for his participation, so mm. they may have been a couple of days away. I think, I think not bad enough, in that political role. <laughs> I think that... The, the, in the donation, the fact that he's only just a local mayor, he's not really high up enough to really have any real influence on this. I think we're going back to what you said about Sean, whether or not he's going to be an actual run, if he's going to have that match with like Taker, that's rumour. I think it all just depends how he feels, like if he goes into Saudi Arabia and he has a match and he feels like he could still have a couple more matches, then he will. If he doesn't, then he'll probably, you know, I think WWE will probably expect that because they've been trying again, but for ages, they keep yeah. offering matches and that, so it's either just if he feels he will come just coming back to just reform DA for one night, the D stand for dads. <laughs> Dad generation X. That's <laughs> <laughs> something as well. We talk about Triple flip flopping. He can't help himself, can he? Even when he's playing the bad guy, he's got to be the cool bad guy with a leather jacket and the shades. <laughs> he looks like your dad going into a motorcycle bar. <laughs> your mum. I know, it's like, he's clearly been watching Wild Hogs. Yeah, son, somebody bought Triple H the Sun's Anarchy box uh, set for Christmas a couple of years ago and he's no stop watching it. It's like, um, was it last week when the Smackdown 1000 was on? Obviously, went, probably in Raw, wearing a suit. Ah. Next night, seems to just randomly have the biker jacket on. It's like, I know. Like, he carries it with him, probably. I probably are. Uh, it was almost like um, uh, with, with evolution. They were always smartly dressed for mm -hmm. it. And it was like Randy. Even Randy got his waistcoat out. And <laughs> he lost his jacket. But That's yeah. not Randy. Don't waistcoat these days. <laughs> that was a weird one as well. Like we'll just touch on that. Even SmackDown One Thousand. For the first time ever, here come Evolution. Well, why are we bringing them back then? They've never been on. Bring them back for Raw. Silly <laughs> bastards. We kind of had a Raw 25 a couple of months well, ago. Did Ric Flair ever appear on SmackDown after the draft? He get drafted. No, because he was on He was on Raw. He was a Raw GM. And then he went to Evolution. And then he was pretty much on Raw. Yeah, he was on Raw until, like, see the very disappointing draft of 2007. Where it was like, no one good get drafted. It was like the likes of Greg Kelly and Chris Masters. He got drafted to SmackDown and then a month later got taken out by the Great Khali and then came back his for his retirement angle. Now, every single match he had had a SmackDown referee, but he was always in Raw. Like, so. <laughs> this is why I said uh, for the anniversary show that one of the, the qualities of our panellists the, is the ability to remember <laughs> random things that everybody else has forgotten about. <laughs> To be fair, the great Cali taking out Ric Flair. It was, kind of, it was kind of similar to in the lead up to the last year's Survivor Series, like Undertaker showing up on SmackDown to lead the troops into battle, then a month later, shows up on Raw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And stay there. <laughs> and stay there. Uh, yeah. 
I did like see near the end of the brand split. It was on one of the things that SmackDown 2013 or something like that. And it was the video game, and it was like everybody was on Raw, and you had to go into the roster selection. You had like three guys on SmackDown, and two of them were the Usos. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking this one, like, like, weird thing about uh, DX's promo because they're claiming uh, Michaels was, Undertaker claims Michaels has been too afraid to come out of retirement, he's tried to put him that probably he's been too afraid to step out of the boardroom. He's been at every WrestleMania since he's with Taker. One of them he went in as champion. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it's got, like if you have, if, it would been different if he like not wrestled since like he's match through Rollins or he's match through Danes, but he was at this year's Mania and one of the high profile matches. He's in Survivor Series last year. I know. He put himself over. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> was a weird one because you're afraid to step out of the boardroom. That was part of the feud in 2012 that he wouldn't do it because he's in the boardroom now <laughs> and having taken rounds best for business. <laughs> and if I get in that ring with him, I'll take him out. Like Scott says, he's been at every WrestleMania since in high profile main event matches. It's interesting to see how for the last the Australian pay-per-view and this one, it, to me it feels like these ones have been built on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So they, they tried the gimmick for the first the, you know, the Greatest Royal Rumble, which was Bitter disappointment, I think. Apart <laughs> <laughs> from the slide, apart <laughs> from the slide. <laughs> uh, so nostalgia really, but the, the building the the last one with the, the real focus being on on well, uh, they, end of the year. They, gave, they gave him an hour in Australia <laughs> to pretty much entrances, match, yeah. post match, an hour. Come on, yeah. we got oh. pretty much a minute of Miz and Brian. So these guys get an hour. Well, <laughs> I think it's more a case of these countries don't get a lot of WWE, so they'll take what they get. They look these people that you've seen before. Where do we? <laughs> we got a skit with a blooming nudie and kilts with a bagpipe. But to be honest, you know, if, if they did a show, <laughs> if, if they did a show here uh, <laughs> somewhere, if you, and you needed to fill seventy thousand seats, <laughs> I mean, we would all buy a ticket to go and yeah. see uh-huh. Undertaker and yeah. oh, a and Triple H. We're all complaining when we're all probably going to buy tickets to see him next year when he comes to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll wrap up this wee section of the. So, who's going to win? Is it the Grandmothers of Destruction or is it, or is it Dad Generation X, uh, Gary? DX. Uh, DX. DX. We'll go with DX, and I think we can all agree Kane's taking the pin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's Undertaker retirement tour. He's not taking a pin unless he needs to. Mm-hmm. Apart from the show. Yeah. So yeah, yeah well, exactly. Unless he needs to. Apart from the last time. Well, I'll it was one on one. You were talking about the Triple H is afraid to step out of the boardroom. The last show you were on was a Saudi Arabia show as well, <laughs> and he was on that too. <laughs> it was the opening match. Right. Well, how oh is my it, god! How is it Undertaker can beat. How is it Triple H can beat Undertaker when? Triple H couldn't beat John Cena in Saudi Arabia, whereas Taker a few weeks before beat him in like five minutes. So, so the Undertaker's, <laughs> the Undertaker's attention to this product reminds me of somebody that I, I know who used to be in River City uh, for a charity I worked for. I probably never thought you'd get a River City story in this show. So I used to, when I was meeting this person, I used to uh, have to catch up on what happened in the show so I could pretend to her that I knew what was going on so I said to her oh I seen the show last night and I seen this happened on it and she said oh really and then she confessed to me she only reads her lines in the show like, that's what the Undertaker's doing yeah guys you're afraid to step out of the boardroom he fought you at Wrestlemania in the boardroom he fought you last month when he was in the boardroom he's been on the past two shows you've been on you fucking idiot <laughs> 
how bad are Undertaker? We, we said we're moving on, but how fucking bad are Undertaker's promos? It's the, those videos at the moment are uh, Yeah. Looks like the goths that hang out under the bridge in George Square. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's sucky. Or Gale Street. I don't know Glasgow well, lads, I'm sorry. Again, <laughs> DX came in and just buried him saying, oh, funny promo you took, you filmed, you probably filmed under the Knoxville Town Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder if that's near the courtroom where we had little people's court. <laughs> anyway, uh, a match that might not even be happening, because we've still got one Raw Smackdown at the time of recording this, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, and possibly one of the worst feuds ever. One of the worst feuds since AJ Styles. <laughs> I think you're a big fan of AJ Styles this year, feud-wise. I love AJ Styles as a wrestler, but feud-wise it's been fucking... Yeah, they- it is genuinely... It's like two people bumping into each other on a crowded train. You hit me, no you hurt me, and then the train moves forward. You hurt me, no you hurt me this time. I think the best part of this feud probably is we've got the Usos back on TV these days recently <laughs> yeah. with, a couple, with a couple of big wins yeah. Yeah. after being stuck under the bumming. The, Uso, the, yeah, the Usos have pinned both Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles in recent weeks, but... Yeah, uh, the Uso, Uso can't beat uh, AJ and Charlotte on next match challenge. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> that was the first episode. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like one I watched. I don't watch it. It's like, <laughs> I, I, it's like, uh, the Nakamura comparison is a good one because this again should be another rematch. But the build up to it has been so disappointing. So the fact of it doesn't go ahead, I can't see how I'll be too disappointed about. Um, also, just from a storyline point of view, it also feels a wee bit early for Brian to get a title shot because he's sort of win-loss record since he's come back so not exactly been the greatest you've heard there's a big rumour about this match uh, obviously with all the controversy that's gone about one of the big rumours was that WWE wanted to distract from all the controversy by having a big title change and apparently this was the big title change that was planned out for that rumour obviously Recent news in the last week means we might not see this match, so I get puts it up in the air. What's actually going to happen? But it's a really good point, Stephen, because actually for these shows, if you you do need to have, you know, they've done th- this will be the third one. They do need a big title change. Yeah, something big needs to happen. They had in Australia, obviously, with Buddy Murphy. Yeah. When the bell, that was a logical decision. It was well done. Yeah. Probably in the first Saudi show, you would probably say the Hardys and what the Hardy, Matt Hardy and Braun. Yeah. Sorry. Even Braun's win. Yeah. Kind of in some way because <laughs> we kind of like that Braun was at the height of his yeah. popularity that, at that point. That was one of the ones. It was just a simple case of right. There's a title known somebody. We can say that's the title change and just keep every other title on Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, would anyone have cared if the US title flopped back to gender and then flopped back the next day? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. just at least at least try pretend that you're not just doing this for the money. <laughs> Put a smile on your face. If they, are trying, if they are planning on putting the belt on Ryan, do you think that would be enough to convince them to go? Because, like, we already know what Pro will get to him, that Cena probably is doesn't want to go and he probably won't be there. I think it's been confirmed that is Brian is big enough a star that W will say, alright fine, if you don't want to go then I don't I don't think he's in the Cena level of stardom. I mean I don't think anyone on the company probably other than Brock yeah. in the mainstream. Maybe even the likes of take on that, that that putting that match aside. Mm-hmm. So but in terms of regular active stars, he probably was probably one of the biggest. I think, I think they might like not let him go and like let him win the title a different time because the reason they signed, they let cleared him and let and signed to him just so they wouldn't let him go. So I don't think they want to annoy him 
like irritate Brian causing to maybe go so early into this new deal that they've gotten to. Yeah, but obviously, because the thing about it is it's completely been forgotten about is the Survivor Series is in a few weeks as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe even work some sort of angle uh, between now and then that this match then goes in Survivor Series and have some, maybe somebody takes them out, you know. Miz has still got some Miz. bad, bad beef with Daniel. So yeah. I think uh, if there were, I, I think these shows, this this one does need a big title change. Clearly, we're going to get that with the Universal title. Mm. Um, I think it would be a mistake at this point to put the WWE title on Brian. I don't think he's hot enough yet. Mm. The build to that needs to happen, and that probably shouldn't mm. be a sort of wrestling. I think we're also, we're also complaining about getting the belt off of AJ though. <laughs> Yeah. I don't mind if AJ Styles wins and I don't mind if Daniel Bryan wins. What I don't want is another AJ Styles no contest match. Oh, yeah. Because it happens all the fucking time. If you told me back in 2010, by the way, AJ Styles coming to WWE, I'd be like, great. Oh, by the way, he's going to have a world title run. It's going to be nearly a year. Oh, brilliant. It's going to be a really fucking boring. <laughs> what? what? He's going to have some... Awful angle. Well, obviously, we had to have the horrible feud with Jinder Mahal. And you look back at it now, it was his best fucking feud at this time. Yeah. <laughs> he had Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, where it was really they were just feuding with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon in the background. Then you had how many people can we fit in a WWE title match? Then you had the never ending story of Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, this will be the one. This will be the good one. This is going to be the good No. Guys, guys, see the next one. That's going to be the good one. And we never got it. <laughs> the Samoa Joe one was okay. Samoa Joe was good. Just purely for the line, oh, Andy. No, but then we get Rusev flung in there randomly for a month and we thought, oh, are they going to reward Rusev's popularity? God, nobody thought that, Ross. <laughs> we could dream. I, I dreamt, Gary, all right. And then we've had the Samoa Joe feud where two matches went to no contest and then when we thought Joe was going to win, Joe wins. Eh, sorry, AJ wins. I think James Murphy, one of our panellists, said it best. AJ Styles is one of these guys you think the match is going to go 10 minutes and then the eight and a half minute he wins. You know, it's just like sort of, alright, cool. Like, it's just, it's not impactful. I think uh, replacing Brian with Miz is the best option. Having Miz say, I don't need to be in this tournament to, I don't need to pr- win a tournament to prove I'm the best in the world. I want to win the WWE title and prove I'm the best in the world. And have, I think you easily have Miz win the title and if you want to build to Brian, maybe at Rumble or even Mania, that's when you have... Because I think there's still more you can get out of this week, because it was kind of underwhelming the match. It's Russell down, like you said, only went a minute. I think that's a bit of an understatement, underwhelming. That one, that ending. I wouldn't complain about a, a Miz title run. I think Miz is due a title run. I think right. somebody else is due a fucking title run. <laughs> you can I'll take Jinder Mahal at this point in time. Oh, don't be no, the best. Sorry. Somewhere in Glasgow, Dave is just like, no. what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I apologise. Yeah. I, I apologise, ladies and gentlemen. When you're when you're a bit cranky and tired, you say things you don't mean. No, no, not gen- not gender. But like at least someday I'll take Kurt Hawkins at this fucking point in time. Wait, wait. Wow, he thought we get his victory. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It's like if Miz like took Ryan's place, and you can eat maybe replace Cena and Miz in the tournament with someone who's you know not American. Well, we'll get to that in a wee sec. But just if the match goes ahead, who have we got winning, Scott? I'm going to go Brian. Steven? I think AJ will win this one, but I think you will lose it at Survivor Series. If this match goes ahead, I think AJ. I'm going to go for a Saudi no contest once again for AJ. <laughs> 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 who, who, who are we going to look by the time when he says it's announced? Oh, Brian's not in it. Ah, it's a, 
The ride's no wrestling, it's Hayden English going for the title because he's the only other guy. <laughs> like when Kane had to fight Bray Wyatt because SmackDown had no other guys for backlash. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> right, the only other two guys we could have had were Cruz and Corbin, they already used them in the pre-show. Right, put them on the pre-show. <laughs> right, so we're going into what they've described as the American Open on Twitter. <laughs> it's WWE's World Cup, which, by the way, if you flipped, see if you take away... John Cena, who was added to it through merit, and Kurt Angle, who won the Battle Royal. If you flipped this round and gave it to everyone who lost their match, you would have three Americans and three people not from America. You would have had the Scottish Drew McIntyre, yet another World Cup we can't qualify for. Yeah. <laughs> Rusev from uh, Bulgaria, or whatever he's for this week. Has anything happened in Russia? No, right, you're for Bulgaria this week. And Shinsuke Nakamura from Japan. They're trying to claim Rey Mysterio from Mexico. We know he's for San Diego. Like, announced from, yeah, San, Diego. from San, yeah. San Diego. He's, so we've got eight. We, we had eight originally announced, however, as of time of recording, Fox Sports 1's reporting that John Cena's refusing to go. He is officially out of super super showdown right? there's too many there's too many of these fake pay-per-views <laughs> John Cena will not be appearing at this Friday's breakdown in your house for <laughs> no uh, John Cena's out of crown jewel what do we think of that yeah well Elsa was reporting that apparently they're going to have some angle on Raw Smackdown to write Cena out <laughs> right, Cena. How he's not been on fucking tell. You need to write him in. I know. Yeah, he just had a random video pack. He's got John Cena open the world. Cup. <laughs> it's like nice to see you qualify, John. Aye. It was like that video package when everybody was injured at that WrestleMania in 2016. Like, will Rock appear? I fuck it. We get Rock to appear. How are we gonna announce Rock to appear? We'll put a video package up every week. Aye. Just get him off on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good tournament as much as anybody. But uh, we could have. This would have been fine as long as they didn't call it a World Cup. If they called it anything else, the it'd have been King fine. King of the Ring might yeah. have had a nice ring yeah. to it at the mm-hmm. Crown Jewel. Well, there's, yeah. there's another rumour. I know I'm full of rumours. I don't know how true this one is again, but apparently uh, the people in organising the event in Saudi are, are unhappy that Qatar has a football World Cup. So <laughs> 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 they thought. Fuck it! WWE World Cup! That went up there with, we want Yokozuna. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when I first heard the rumour that... I, I, Yokozuna! I, I remember when I first heard the, the rumour that... Squint your eyes, you look like Yokozuna! <laughs> I remember when I first heard the whole thing about that's why they're in the World Cup. At first I thought, oh, is this a piss take? Is, t- is this from KFAB News by any chance? They're like, oh wait, no, it's, it's real! <laughs> yeah. This might be sound a bit controversial to say but I actually have a bit of sympathy for WWE in this position so they they signed this lucrative incredibly lucrative contract there are companies all over the states uh, and allegedly companies connected to the president doing very lucrative deals with companies in Saudi Arabia and even parts of the American government I believe Mm -hmm. certainly our own governments uh, sell arms to the Saudi Arabian regime so I've got a bit of sympathy for WWE who are a uh, publicly traded company, so their responsibility is to their shareholders, i.e. to make as much money as possible for them. Mm. There's no steer coming from the government of the authorities to say you should not be doing this. So what what do we expect them to do? It? I mean, yeah. there's like $50 million on the table for them. I mean, yeah, because I remember talking to Kwaku about this, and he was saying like, the majority of the people who are going this show are just the general public of Saudi Arabia, and like, they've not done anything yeah. on the 
or just entitled to entertainment as anybody else is. I mean, the thing obviously about it is you've got to consider the fact this event and the contract were signed yes. before all the controversy happened. Uh, unless WWE had a get out uh, get out clause for potential murder, highly unlikely. I think they'd take a second look. Like this is an odd, specific part of the contract. <laughs> I think there's a, a great chance that. They'll get this event out of the way, mm-hmm. and then the contract will be considered then. But the, the event was announced before that, they have a commitment to do this event. That's why they went with it. And as they reported yesterday in their quarter three results, mm-hmm. that's what that's what they've done. Well, as we mentioned it now, we may as well get the listener questions out of the way. I think we've covered a lot of it, but if anybody wants to go into detail further. Stephen Bradley said, do you think, the, due to the controversy of the show, WWE might hold off going back to Saudi Arabia next year? Plus, do you think there'll be as much propaganda aired on this show as there was at the Great Royal Rumble? That's what I was going to say, the thing that kind of ties into us, but say that, I mean, we were talking about this the other day and we said, like, maybe the only reason they're doing this show is because it's so close for the advertise that it's a timing thing. I think we'll get this show out of the way, and I think because they want to get it so the way, as you can tell, then they're probably like, let's not do the whole, let's tone back on the propaganda, and then once we're done with it, let's reevaluate reevaluate this whole deal we've got going. Yeah, our friends at Talking Mania asked, we've seen so many fans around the internet, you know, unhappy at the decision, obviously to keep it. We've sort of said where we stand, obviously WWE, it happened so quickly, like, mm-hmm. we, we'd already passed Hell in a Cell, we'd announced a lot of the matches. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you'd, you'd like to think if it was back in, you know, back in January we announced the April show mm-hmm. for Saudi Arabia, you'd like to think if this happened in the January before WrestleMania and all that, they would have, pulled the plug with a steel, you know, but people need to think of the logistics and the finances for the simple fact that it's not just blood money, like it's all WWE sold their soul. There is problems pulling a show so close to the show. It's obviously because it's, it's, it's the first year of a 10 year contract. I mean, to put a great example of it, it's like trying to, when people, you got a three year phone contract and you say after the, after the first year, I want a new phone, and you obviously have to pay to get that phone contract. So. The amount of money on the table, it's not yeah. going to be a cheap thing just to go pull the plug. There's going to be a lot of financial implications. They then have to then book somewhere else to go. They're then Manchester, the Monday, Tuesday after that. So they've got that travelling as well. So Plus, they have signed commitments to big stars like Triple H, Brock Lesnar, John Trump, Cena, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, Kane, The Undertaker. It's like, how, how do we get out of paying these guys as well? They guys aren't going to take a pay cut. Yeah, the only way that I can see, the only way WWE would be able to cancel this show or get out of this show is if the government brought in some sort of embargo trade. trade that's, that's, that's what they actually the said in the trade the update yesterday. That's, they said that the, the government's not really stepped in. So yeah. it's a business decision at the end of the day. And as you said, Lord and Gary, other companies are still doing business with Saudi Arabia. They are, they are a big company on their own. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not on the same level as some of the things going on in If we were to not tell them we can't do shows and anywhere has poor human rights records, the amount of places we could, they could hold shows would be very limited. Yes. WWE presents Antarctica Super Showdown. <laughs> Never mind a Wales at a Penguin. We can't, we can't show shows here anymore. <laughs> we are joking here. We do, we do take it seriously, but you know, it is sort of... We're no way condemning. Yeah, no, we're not. There's no way saying that what happened is right. No, yeah. but there is other things. There's a business perspective in these speaking. So, if we weren't joking about this, be a hell of a depressing listen for you people. You know, you we, joke, we joke about it a bit. Yeah, it's not bad. No, it's not bad. But your your introduction was a bit of a downer. I'm like, Jesus, happy days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think the the angle we've come across is almost as, as I was saying, one of some sympathy and understanding for WWE's position in this. They are and. Uh, 
are between a rock and a hard place. Speaking of a rock, do you realise that next year, the April show, The Rock was the next big star meant to come out of retirement? The rumour was Rock doing WrestleMania and he would pocket four million and he would do whatever the Saudi show, maybe Great Royal Rumble 2, he would receive 20 million. So you've got obviously WWE will be panicking now because they can't go back to Saudi Arabia after this, I don't think. You know, I think. But at the same time, they did have plans on the table, and it is, it's, it's a shame for the fans because we are getting to, as much as we go, oh, but you know, from 1998, it's the Brothers of Destruction v Dad Generation <laughs> X, it's still, <laughs> a, still a cool yeah. feud to see. Yeah, but I don't think the Rock, even if they do go back to Saudi I think the Rock fans are very much in doubt because they were very much involved in him. His feud was very much going to be against Roman Reigns, and I don't think those plans, like, I think it'd be a long shot to think if Roman would be back in time for a WrestleMania. No, no, absolutely. Like, with Roman out, and, you know, you think The Rock's standing is possibly one of the most popular, possibly the most loved actor in the world right now. He's certainly the most popular. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's on the cards for Rock to be in Saudi Arabia anytime soon, but back to the tournament. John Cena's out. Uh, we have Kurt Angle. Who else do we have from yeah. Kurt Angle, Seth Rollins, and Dolph Ziggler? We have from SmackDown, a, a, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, and The Miz. Yeah. It's. I had to make a point here. I look at this tournament and I think, like, I actually don't think, other than maybe Rollins, I don't think he's going to do it because he's obviously got the same right. way Ambrose to sort out. I don't think anyone really needs to win this because they're all established mm. stars in one way or another. One of them's a Hall of Famer, I think they'd. Put in a Finn Balor or an Alanis, I don't mean keep going back to it, but these are guys who've still got a ways to go, so that could be a great launch match for them. Whereas with these guys, it's probably going to be forgotten within a while. Well, looking at the the, seven, the guys on there, I would have said, I would kind of said Rollins initially, but the one name that stands out to me purely because of the circumstances is, is Rey Mysterio. This could be a springboard for him to come mm-hmm. back. I mean, mm-hmm. there is talk that the feud Nakamura will become, will become a full-fledged feud. Obviously, he could win this, and then Nakamura could come out and make some sort of yeah, at something, but he's the only real name I can see it kind of stands out. I mean, Cut, I think uh, Corbin will make some involvement. Yeah. Cut, uh, Dolph, uh, <laughs> what's, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I, like, oh, just, like, I, I like what Dolph's been doing this last year where he drew it. has been the best of he's done in a while, but to, Dolph to win a tournament to be declared as the best in the world is a long shot. Like, like even this, it's one of the other Dave marketing terms they need to do the full thing. Like, you can't just say WWE Evolution, the first all women's pay per view, WWE Evolution, it's not just. The WWE woke up. The WWE woke up to determine the best in the world. I think they said that tagline just so people would stop shouting. They're all American. <laughs> like, I lost count how many times they said that on SmackDown. There's a couple of things. I mean, these are great guys, and we'll end up. I'm assuming this is going to be a single elimination tournament, so yes. the winner will eventually have won three matches on the night. So I'm sure there will be some really good matches along the way in it, because these guys, you know, there's a good mix. You can have some really quite nice combination of matches here. Along the way, this feels like a missed opportunity in a number of ways. That some of the people that aren't in this mm-hmm. could uh, could and should be in it. Finn Balor's a great shout, um, and also the World Cup for there not to be a diversity of mm-hmm. countries represented in it. When WWE has loads of people under contract mm-hmm. that could fit into that, Tons of yeah. some premise. There, there was a graphic and somebody put up on yeah, Facebook that it was one from. Yeah. Well, a lot of them were, like, obviously WWE likes to keep their NXT and their 205 live guys separate, but even still, like, if you just went, right, Jinder and Drew from Raw, 
and Almas and Nakamura from SmackDown. There you go, you've got four nationalities, two from each brand, and then you can just throw four other Americans Finn. in there. Or at least Finn. Well, even, even, oh, yeah, Finn, Finn, Finn or Gender or Finn and Drew, you know what I mean? Like, like Rude, like that's ca- he's Canadian, that's yeah. his one more nationality. Like, God, you for all the Canadians uh, they have in the show. Like, I'll give you a lift, but then I realise he's injured now. But you're saying about when we rate, like if they put Drew in this, I could have been the same thing because like this could be a launch of that room to like rather than just being a part of a duo with Dolphins, could be him as a we establish him as a single star again on the main roster and launch him to possibly this future that team that I'm sure we'll get to what's possible with Braun Strowman for the Universal title. Yes, and as I sneeze my fucking nose off there. <laughs> uh, it's a weird one and one I'm gonna a name I'm gonna put out there that is another American, you know, so he could replace John Cena. Bobby Lashley. He's not done anything since he came back. Uh, He's recently had this heel uh, turn. <laughs> He's got the heat magnet that's Leo Rush. I think Leo Rush is brilliant, by the way. Because he's meant to be an annoying bastard, and he is an yes. annoying bastard. As charming as he is tall. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a case of throw him in there, and then we can get maybe at Survivor Series, maybe Brock Lesnar Lashley, like we were meant to get. No, and then they'll throw another thing. Like, we need another American. Fuck it, Shane, you've just made your return. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Shane McMahon, you the best in the world. He will be there. <laughs> Aye, it's, it's one of the ones like, who will travel with us? <laughs> Shane Vince McMahon's walking about with a bucket of cash, like the one of those charity guys on Sucky Old Street, shaking it, seeing who will come running. <laughs> Here's a push. Chicka, 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 chicka. <laughs> like when you try to coax the cat out of the cat food. Chicka, 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 chicka. <laughs> Oh look, it's Sean Stasiak. <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed him before on our hardcore title show. He Fuck follow, Sean Stasiak. He follows me on Twitter. He, he follows me, everyone but me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, he follows everyone. Do you know what I done the other night? <laughs> I noticed he follows e- ESSR. I blocked him. <laughs> what? Oh, dude. Oh. How could you block me? That is. I- I'm sorry. Are any of the listeners out there craving a Sean Stasiak interview? I think not. I was going to say we just had a Ross heel turn, but that happened a long time ago. <laughs> Fuck's sake, I'm, I'm, I'm apparently an asshole all the time. He sold it so long ago. Mm. Yeah. So, is there any particular matches with the people who are currently in the World Cup that you would like to see? Well, I'd rather. I hope they don't have Ms. Mysterio and. Uh, Orton Jeff, because I heard it's like both burgers separated by Bran and the end it's going to be a raw guy, be a Smackdown guy. That's what that was Smackdown. That's why I like, yeah, so like, I was assuming like, okay, so I'm assuming they're going to get the reverse of this. I, I thought I'd look at the Smackdown results earlier that these were the quarter final matches and they were going to have yeah. like, the King of the Ring, you would only have like the final eight or the final four. Yeah. I thought it was going to be something similar to that, but yeah. Well, not, if, we, if we're going heel face logic, then it will be Jeff Hardy versus Miz. And it'll be a Rey Mysterio Randy Orton, which I think Rey Mysterio Randy Orton holds a good matches. That should, that should be decent, as long as it's not Randy and Jeff again. Wait, they they think kept, you... They've always got good finishes to the matches, but unless it's in a Hell in a Cell environment, it's never, it's never anything mm-hmm. you want it to be, is it? Looking for a Rey, he's got a mask going to protect his ears, so well. he's not going to cross over the same face, <laughs> Jeff. So, I'm, sorry. I'm hoping for maybe on the raw side, Dolph and Cena and. Uh, Rollins, Kurt. I think Kurt be either Dolph or Rollins would be a great match. But I think 
Rollins is a better. I could see Dolph getting to the final of this one. Just do we think it's going to be in the first round? Is it going to be Raw versus Raw or no, yeah, the, yeah, the brackets are separate by yeah. one bracket SmackDown or so the final finals finals will be Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. On the most recent SmackDown, uh, Miz on Miz TV said he was going to qualify from the SmackDown bracket okay. and then face the winner of the Raw bracket. So they basically gave away two matches on SmackDown anyway. Like, so Ray versus Dolph potentially in the final? Or I, Ray think I, see, I can't see it being safe after what happened on Raw. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said... We'll probably get put out by Corbin interfering to see if yeah. continue their feud. Depends who the other guy's going to be from the Raw side to be fair. It's a shame that that makes sense. It's a shame they could really mix it up a bit because like, the whole point of the brand split is that there's occasionally shows like mainly like the big four that you see these crossover ones that you're never going to see them any other time of year and like with the money they're spending on Saudi Arabia then they could mix up with like maybe getting Miz versus Kurt mm-hmm. like grapple and that thing that they couldn't like uh, they were seemingly building to on Raw but they couldn't get I think it will be a heel that faces Seth whoever replaces John Cena mm-hmm. I think Dean will take out Seth as we can see coming a mile away and I think Dolph's beaten Kurt and if it's a heel that's not really established like maybe a Jinder Mahal then I think we can see Dolph beating him but if it's a Bobby Lashley like I've suggested yeah. um, I'm going to if Bobby Lashley's in the tournament I'm going to see he wins it I think Dolph Kurt would be a good shout for their amateur background that would be a yeah. good uh, I think if Lashley's in it he's a good shout he's a great shout Lashley's in it but my second choice winner is Miz because they said it leads to a title shot down the line, I believe, yeah, at some point. So, yeah. Although they changed their mind every other week. Naomi's still waiting on her women's title match. She may have a second shot if she wins. Yeah. <laughs> she'll she'll never, won chance for she both have never won that match at WrestleMania. That was Bailey's Battle Royal. <laughs> like I said, like, Gary is the father to a very loyal <laughs> Bailey supporter who was not happy that evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like I said, you know, like I said, the Bronze to me would have been the only guy to win this, but, uh, but I know he's not going to, so I think I'm just going to go with the Miz. Because like, if it is to a title shot and if Brian does go on to win it, win the title, then Miz v Brian for the title is probably the, what that title needs after all these boarding AJ Styles feuds. <laughs> I mean, thinking about Kurt, Kurt and Seth, Kurt needs to have a match with somebody that can go, mm-hmm. so it's, he's going to have to go up against either Seth or Dolph. Dolph. Mm-hmm. That's the best part of all, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... It's a shame, isn't it? We want to cut back for so many years and then we get him in. He is... I don't think the guy can accept it. it. You see it in a lot of older wrestlers from the, the 70s and 80s. Like, you've seen it in the actual wrestler film with Mickey Rock. They can't accept it. It's it's done. You know what I mean? Like He's, he's great and he he's, can still put on good matches, but it's just it's, it's kind of hard to watch at times. Let's rewind to the match we talked about first. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's a lot of money involved then. Uh, One billion dollars. <laughs> so... Who, like, so Gary, I'm going to go to you. Who have you got in the final and who have you got winning the whole thing? Well, well I'm, I'm going to discount Lashley from from this thinking, yeah. so I think the final is going to be Dolphin Ray. And you've got Ray winning? Yes. Same. Uh, I'd actually agree on that one. I think Dolph versus Ray, although as 
say if Lashley was in it. Dep- again, it just depends on the raw set they put Heath Slater mm-hmm. into it. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an obvious one. But he's no, got kids, he needs the money. That's who Vince McMahon's going to coax out with the cat food. It's $50. Another left field choice is they put Drew in it, Drew wins it, and that's how he gets his shot against Strowman or Lesnar. All we know is Cena isn't probably going to be in it. So it's like, like we don't know who they're gonna put in because like it's good, the whole our idea of who could win it could change dramatically depending on who you take that spot. But for now, I'm just gonna say Ms. Rollins in the final with Ms. winning it, and like who a case of Ambrose lets Rollins get to the final, let him be out, and like being so close and then he takes this away from them. Well, can I ask why did why did Ambrose turn on Seth after they won the tag titles? Because it was the kind of it was less obvious that he was going to do it. It was like, oh yeah, we've done it for Roman. Nope. It was the shock factor, wasn't yeah. it? Bring him up and then. It was just like, down. take it when he's least expecting. He's going to expect yeah. more expected. Yeah, it, it's one of those ones as well. It's People were complaining, but then you were talking about the wrestling. Even if you're complaining about the booking of the wrestling, you will move past the devastating news about Roman. I think that was best for everybody. I think that was the best way to get back to. We live in a world now where, um, you know, uh, heel turns aren't always booed. Yeah. Occasionally cheered. Becky Lynch at SummerSlam is a great example. Oh, for fuck's sake, he shoehorned her in there somehow, didn't he? It's the best example I can think of of a heel turn being cheered. As I'm honest, genuinely. But, uh, this is a Saudi Arabia show, there's no women on this show. But uh, uh, this, <laughs> was, this, this is the one time they kind of guaranteed that Ambrose got booed. Yes. I think Champ's heel turn, I think it's the last heel turn I can remember. They got the proper reaction that they were looking for. Yeah, exactly. I will take, I'll discount Lashley and I will say Ms. Rollins. I'll say Ms. Rollins and I'll go Ms. to win it. Just, just I mean, there's so many variables because we don't have three quarters of this pay-per-view. One match I think we're just going to sort of skip over, we'll just get everybody's opinion on it. Big Show's turn to heel, shock or Probably the 31st heel turn he's had, hard heel face turn he's had since 1999 when he debuted. Jesus. So it's at least one and one and a half a year or something like that. <laughs> with Big Show, I had this. So Big Show went on this uh, health kick last year, came back, looked amazing, and then had this sort of odd booking thing, and then he goes off for ages, comes back, looks pretty good, has this, you know, it's supposed to be in Raw, turns up in SmackDown, has this match against Randy, loses straight away. I just don't get it. The stop start booking of the big show either. If he's if he's ever going to be, you know, this sort of monster character which he should be, you know, they need to either stick a twist with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody pointed out as soon as the whole monster were two with a tag team team on Raw split up, they formed one on SmackDown. It's like the Absolution Riot Squad situation all over again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard the story, it's the Vince McMahon talking to Dave Meltzer and we were talking about the big show in WCW and they go, they ruined that guy, he'd be a special attraction if I had him. Two weeks after his debut he lost to Austin and more. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, big shows with the bar, Byron Saxton's complaining that it's unfair, it's now three on three, I don't see how that's unfair. But just, one of them's taller. Uh, just because my guy's bigger than your guy, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> If I go get Big Show and you get Hornswoggle, it's not my fault you've got Big E's on that uh, protein diet with all those pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's a pretty safe bet. This is just to fill time. Bar retains. 
Yeah, yeah, the bar show. Yeah, I guess it's probably one of these stop to like keep people a breather between like the quarter and the semis, maybe. Yeah, mm. probably. Mm. So we now have a match that was maybe a triple threat, but due to unfortunate circumstances, and now a singles match. We have Braun Strowman v Brock Lesnar again. Now the first meeting they had at No Mercy 2017 was a bit of a letdown. Yes. Yeah. Braun was on his up. We thought we were going to get like a six or seven minute match, much like the Samoa Joe and Goldberg mm-hmm. matches where it was just punch, 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 spear, big power move. Mm-hmm. Instead we get rest holes and Kimura locks and then one F5 to defeat Braun. I think we might be living in Alan McLucas's worst nightmare at this point. <laughs> Brock Lesnar might be winning the Universal title again. Because oh, he's, he's possibly the only guy with no morals that'll go there. I feel bad. Weirdly, I feel bad for the Universal title because Finn wins it, gets had to vacate it. Brock wins it, is never seen. Roman finally gets it, has to give it up after a month. Uh, it's, 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 I hope, I hope uh, Lesnar's not going to win. But the, the weird thing, obviously, about this now is that Braun is a face again. Yeah. It was just like he's like he was a heel for what, like two months or something like that. I think it's only by default because like, please not Brock again. Well, the thing about it is, you kind of you look after like this must have always been the plan because the thing with Braun and Rue happened before the, the rain stuff came out. Yeah. So this must have always just been the plan for him to be a heel just to I think we were just to get blooming rains over. I, I think he his his heel turn was always going to be short lived mm-hmm. but uh, not as short lived mm-hmm. as it's turned out to be. I think Ron's always was still quite popular with the fans even when he was a heel so I think it was always going to be short term. Mm-hmm. And like this match here, this is probably the match that should have been evented May of 34 because 100%. coming out of SummerSlam going that no match, Braun had never been more over. So this is going to have a chance to be his redemption almost. And a lot of people are saying like, oh, Roman and but uh, we've got just got Braun and Lesnar again. Like I think people just what three years sick of like the Universal title being flipped off and vacated. Like just get it on somebody. Just get it on Braun and we'll forget it's never happened. Yeah. It's one of those ones where Ambrose's turn and Roman's departure for the time being. We needed a face on Raw. We've gave Braun that face role. Seth will possibly be the undercard face with Dean Ambrose, and it looks like Scotland's own Drew McIntyre, who still couldn't qualify for a <laughs> World Cup. It's <laughs> a so World Cup we only needed one yeah. win to get to. Yeah, one, one, job, yeah, one job, Drew. <laughs> one job. <laughs> No, he did a job, that's why he's not in it. Who booked that match? Alex McLeish. Thank you. I think one of the one of the disappointments is I agree wholeheartedly, Scott, that uh, this should have been the WrestleMania match. So if the trigger's gonna be pulled and Braun and Braun's gonna get the run with the title, there are WWE's had so many chances when he was so hot that you know, when he gets it now, he's not as hot as he was. Yeah. And and some Amazing. And now, like it's it's getting to that point where a lot of people online, like obviously we're from Scotland, we have to support them. It's the rule. It's the only reason MD watches tennis in Scotland because Andy Money's for here. <laughs> but um, yeah, I still don't watch it. <laughs> Drew McIntyre has become really, really popular with the online wrestling community, and you're 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 in danger of getting to that Roman Reigns stage where he was the face getting booed, and Braun was the heel getting cheered. You're now putting Braun in Roman's shoes and. Mm-hmm risking him getting booed, like you said Gary, he was, he's been hot so many times. Like WrestleMania 33 I think did him a disservice. He was on such a hot streak from the draft mm-hmm. to WrestleMania 33 and they, with one week's notice, put him in the Battle Royal and he was eliminated immediately. Yeah, I, 
I think the thing you also need to take into consideration is, as you talked about earlier on, the, the long-term booking WWE has in mind. We talked about the fact that Scott as well said that it was going to be potentially Rock versus Roman in mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't even think, unless they can't flip-flop the title between them, that Roman was going to hold the title through then. Yeah. So it kind of gives you the idea that, well, will Braun then be, or mm-hmm. even Lesnar, mm-hmm. be a transitional champion? Mm-hmm. Hold it very, very briefly. When we talk about, we could end up seeing a Scottish world champion in WWE by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You never know. So there's, uh, we, we talked about uh, last Talked about Lashley as well, you know, there's potential, a lot of potential. We'll be as protective as him as we were of Andy Murray when he won Wimbledon. Oh, so he's British when he wins, is he? <laughs> <laughs> like, we all do like, oh, he's not Brock Kane, but I think the only reason Brock was bad was the same time to get his kind of rematch and have a big, you know, the big star in this Saudi car. So I think either way, whether Rome was in or not, Ron, Brock was never going to win this. It's, it's quite annoying that we don't really... see him off to the USD, I think. It's annoying that we don't really have a, a Money in the Bank contract scenario in here. So that could have added something a bit extra to it. Because then that was a colossal waste of time. Yeah. yeah. Putting that on Braun, I think. It was good for Lucy, because she was the one who must have got it, right? Yeah, she was the one who must There is a rumour going about that we mentioned the potential Rock versus Roman feud. Where Roman was eventually going to turn heel, came out. He's now the biggest babyface, and everyone. He will never for... be a heel again. Yeah, he will no. never be a heel again. Uh, and it was there's now rumours floating about that the WrestleMania 30 match we never got, the Rock versus Brock Lesnar two, is now being considered. So are they going to have Brock win it now and just hold it part time like he did before? And just back to the same problem they had again, yeah. having a champ. They had this whole big thing, obviously going into SummerSlam of Brock not really caring if he was there or not. They're just going to have the exact same yeah. thing again. We're going to have that scenario yeah, and repeat booking. It's not going to be Roman saying he doesn't give a crap, but will like the Rock's one? He'll show up for like nine rows. Even if no one get the money to get Brock to show up, they won't show up, and it'll be a case of the people deserve better. The people, the the millions and all that. I think. No, I like to see the best thing to get because I don't think Ron's going to be back for this method. If I think it's going to be Braun, I think if he wins this, he'll probably carry it to Mania. I think maybe him versus Lash, a heel Lashley, would be a good match. That is, that is something that they did talk about because one of the big criticisms is there's not been a lot of Black World Champions in WWE. There's never been a. The Rock is a. Black Heritage, but he's also Samoan. There's never been a 100% African American champion who's held the WWE title. But on the world title side, we have had the likes of Booker T, Mark Henry, mm-hmm. uh, R Truth, and TNA. He was the NWA champion with Booker T and WCW. I think WWE and it's Lashley would 100% deserve it as he did for his TNA run, but WWE in its age of inclusion would be looking to put it on someone like Bobby Lashley, who is a legitimate star and obviously an African-American representative. And when you look at it, when you look at the possible foods that Braun could have with Drew or Lashley, you can't think of anything like, what do we want to have a first, they're all about first, what one do they want more, the first British world champion or the first African-American, I think they're more likely to lean towards the African-American world champion. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but they're both good things. But I think yeah. WWE's going to put the, having the first African-American world champion more than I mean, a British world champion. Yeah. Well, certainly the first African American universal champion. Yeah. Because. There's still that thing to do the UK world champion because they're still building that UK brand. Yeah. I would be surprised to see WWE mark, take that sort of statement out because, you know, they have had 
African American world champions, mm. so I'd be surprised to hear them refer mm. to the first person to hold that particular title. Yeah. But you know, you know what they're like. They're like obviously they're they're describing the Evolution match with Charlotte Becky as the first last women standing match for the SmackDown Women's title. <laughs> Even though you know we're the first one in NXT, we ask you, Nikki. Yeah, they love yeah. a. They, they do love a first time ever as we have taken the mic out of many oh, times on this show. I think one of the whole things, crappy faction built on it. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things we can say for sure is this. Uh, Stephen nodded. Let the record show Stephen nodded. That's a, that's a cheeky one for Quacko who will be editing this. Uh, I, I was just going to say one of the things we can say for certainty is that their long term booking, or medium to long term booking plans are all up in the air right. just now. We've seen that on Raw. We had the heel turn with Ambrose. We had. God, with an Elias face turn. Yeah, uh, I love that. I'm the Braun face turn. Is that going to be a Braun-esque face turn, the Elias, or is it going to be like Miz in 2020? He a song. He can essentially do the same thing. He just sing songs about heels rather than faces. Well, can we just take a minute to to pay our respects to Titus Worldwide, which is now officially disbanded as well? Has it? That I, I didn't even know that was still a thing. That I, happened I, in Raw. I've yeah. not watched all of Raw this week, guy. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Please tell me what happened. It's better than talking about. Oh, basically, <laughs> Apollo walked to the ring and he just and Corey says in commentary that he's now no longer with Titus Worldwide. Oh, yeah, he started to get a, a bit of push. I noticed that. I love, I love how fifty-six minutes into a Crown Jewel podcast you go, I'd rather talk about Titus. <laughs> yeah, like I was looking forward to this. We did the, like we did the Greatest Royal Rumble podcast through Anchor, and it was. It was such a big card and we were looking forward to talking about everything and obviously a lot of the card didn't deliver but at the same time this one's like oh it's going to be great and then all oh, the, the real world creeps in mm-hmm. real world illness unfortunately creeps in then stars decide they're not going a week before and it's just like are we going to talk about ifs, ands or buts? We sound like... <laughs> we talk about something other than old guys. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Like who on the current roster, who that wasn't in SmackDown one is going to be on this fucking card? We really should have done this show like half an hour before Crown Jewel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even still, in the lead up to it, Rey Mysterio would have fucked off halfway through. It's <laughs> lost, it's lost in the dressing room. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know it's kind of a sensitive thing, but are we going to take time to talk about the whole Roman thing? No, we'll think the best thing to do is just keep it to the rest of them. A couple of things on it. Mm. Apparently here and it's again melt through here, but apparently all the people that knew going into Roy Rogan's Pro were him, Vince, Triple H, Kevin Dunn and a few handful of other executives. Mm-hmm. So the majority of the roster and probably Rogan was secluded for most of the day. And uh, apparently the majority of the roster did not know, including apparently Rollins, Ambrose and even Michael Cole. Yeah, they, Rollins and Ambrose get told that he was dropping it. I didn't, didn't tell him why he was drunk, but I mean, I obviously was on a conference call that same day that Rollins was on, and that was about what, five hours before Ross started, and mm-hmm. uh, there was no way that he knew about that before that. Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah, because, and also, we're talking about some people like, oh, you, these people were booing Roman he, a few weeks before, telling him to go away, and now they're all cheering, saying thank you, Roman. It's because you got like, to separate real yeah. life from friendship. And I think, no. well, like, it's not people being hypocritical, it's more so. Like, we liked heel Roman in the shield because he was a badass and didn't say much and stuck to his like, strengths. Whereas face Roman has just been this manufactured thing that WWE's kind of like, look, there's this guy, you like him now? Whereas this is now the most real babyface thing we've seen from him and that's why he's gonna be, he's probably never going to be able to be heel again when he comes back. This morning, um, I was 
watching Raw with my daughter Lucy, who's nine, and she started crying during the, the Roman Reigns bit, and she said to me, um, do you feel bad? Do we boo Roman? To which I said no, because uh, uh, you know we pay for a ticket. Um, yeah. yeah. We're, in, you know, we're entitled to cheer who we like, and we're entitled to boo who we don't. And Roman said that during his promo, yeah, yeah, whether you booed or cheered me. Mm-hmm. You reacted. The worst bit is for, for performers if you walk out and nobody no cares. Yeah. It's not yeah. playing beach ball mania during your match. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God, yeah, like yeah. we mentioned Apollo Crews earlier, the, the devastating news that Titus Worldwide has disbanded. I mean, I mean, one of the first podcasts I was on was an anchor podcast with you talking about Daniel Bryan, and I ended up talking about Titus O'Neil's suspension. Yeah. Why did I end up talking about Titus O'Neil on these shows with you? Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> grateful for these fake pay-per-views, Ross, because this is how I get booked in the NSSR. This is my 10th like, appearance, and I think they're all in fake pay-per-views. I love you talking about booking. You sound like Strack. But, <laughs> but, but over the fact that Ross seems to love these guys, love these guys that are not in the top upper card. I mean, we learned in the last show, the Hardcore Championship show, that he was a fan of Viscera. Oh, Viscera. Oh, like Viscera. Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm with you there. Viscera is amazing. I loved it when he was doing the bit with Lillian Garcia. Mm. Oh, and then he ended up leaving him for Charlie Huss. Can I say, one thing on the more positive note to leave this subject on, apparently, I think, Rowan said he's had this for 10 years. Mm. I think it's the thing only it said, apparently, 57% of people who suffer from leukaemia don't make it past like only 57% of people who have looking at make it past the first five years. So the fact that he's he's had it before being in remission, he's it was 10 years ago. It does look good, and it's not a case of if. I think it's a case of when he comes back. It's not bit, he's a tough bastard. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the case with all cancers is uh, all types of cancers. If if they're caught early enough, they're they're treatable. Uh, in most cases, so you've got to hope that he's had you know been part of an organisation of WWE where you have. You know, medical personnel, and he clearly looks after himself. So, like the first time he was on the streets, mm-hmm. yeah. so now he's 10 years later, he's in a better state. Many yeah. of the access to some of the top, and especially in the states where you don't have something like the NHS, you know, you've got access to great, you have access to great support. So, we've talked about obviously the real world aspect, but the concern we've talked about the actual pay per view with a bit of disdain because we don't know who's actually going to be on it, but. Um, We'll go with one last question, then we'll do a wee bonus five minutes, because one of our listeners, Mark, requested us to talk about NXT UK. So we can talk about maybe about ten minutes of that, and then we'll just we'll wrap it up and let Gary have his house back. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the listeners, Adam Dwyer, said, Do you think Crown Jewel... It's a two-part question. Will Crown Jewel have a long-term negative effect on WWE's reputation? And how bad has the go-home week been for Evolution, which is this Sunday? Because it's like no one seems to care. Uh, evolution build up has been absolutely terrible. I've seen a thing today that apparently the only reason evolution is a thing is because of the backlash we got into the Great Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. No one would be on the show as of this show, so they've only done that just to kind of do the doubters, which a lot of people kind of thought about. So oh, no, no, there were yeah. women on the Great Royal Rumble show because they showed that best of both worlds. Oh, oh, they, 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 they had to say sorry. Yes, and they had to apologise to the Saudi government as Carmella appears in it, as so does I believe Charlotte Flair and Sasha. Apparently, also they showed the match. Okay, imagine this like it was a week from backlash, and they showed the match for Charlotte versus Carmella, and they had to apologise for that and all. But obviously, you look at how SmackDown was. It was just it was all over the place in terms of what they put. It's been referred to privately. It's like there's seven matches on the card. One's a battle royal. It's just a couple. There's obviously like I know I'm not saying this just. 
because I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Charlotte Becky feud's been brilliant. Yeah. No, no, and th- th- that's carrying this show. Yeah. Ronda and Mickey in the last couple of weeks, promo wise, they've, they've hit out of the park as well. Yeah. But outside of those two feuds, but actually, Ronda and Mickey, uh, they were coming on that to help sell out because of. Nikki's reality television yeah, deal. And and apparently, apparently that worked. And Paul Davis' ratings are down also. When this show got announced, uh, we got Alexa Bliss versus Trish announced ages before. I remember it. It was, <laughs> it was, it was ages a before. Before. Yeah. So they have absolutely no excuse for for this last minute booking that's happened with it. It feels like one of these old mm-hmm. pay per views about the, you know guys come out in the match. For a match that was never announced. Yeah. Um, so, so many. Gangrel will take on test. Yeah. So many things of this one have been slapdash in the last minute, and there's bits about it that don't feel special. The six man tag, uh, sorry, six like uh, six women tag match, uh, with the Riot Squad versus uh, Natalia, uh, Bailey, and Sasha. Again, why should we care? There's just so many throwaway matches, and I'm assuming um, that. Lita and Trish versus Alexa and Mickey's become a tag match because mm-hmm. of Alexa's injury. Yeah, probably. Uh, so it's the only way to get over that. But there's very few. Th- there's very little about this that makes didn't, it feel special. Didn't they announce Ember Minute and versus Ask at one point? No, that was no. the thing. The thing is that, that part of that card they got leaked, which I think is kind of having him rearrange the card at the last minute, which is probably why some of it looks so. But shit. I think they cancelled that NXT UK women's title match because they realised taping wise that they're. Even wise and what they're showing of the, uh, of the showing it on the network, that it wouldn't make sense like to show on the network month a few months. Oh, the first ever champion! Like we've seen the first ever champion. Uh, I don't evolution. know why that seems to be a problem because they announced three weeks before the pay per view at NXT Chicago that Pete Dunne was facing Tyler Bate, and then they said, by the way, the Friday before you can see how he became number one contender. And they announced a four-man tournament, but they gave it away three weeks before. Yeah, but, uh, they, they used to. I remember this is my inane wrestling knowledge coming in again <laughs> on the SmackDown website. Uh, twice in 2007, SmackDown used to be taped on a Tuesday. They put a photo up of Edge holding the world title. Edge was on Raw at the time, and it said, "Find out who you wins this Friday." And then a couple of months later, when he vacated it, it was a photo of. Great Cali holding it upside down. <laughs> Find out how Great Cali won the title well, this Friday on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like two things. Like the first part, it said like, "Well, let's have a long term." I think it just depends how you see it. Like we talking about the business oh, aspect. Yeah. Like if they, if they continue the deal for the next, see the deal out for the next few years, then that definitely will sell a lot of people. If they do this deal, then reevaluate and probably pull out as they should. Some some people may be able to understand it. Yeah. Uh, do the commitment, but I think it just depends how you see it. But in terms of evolution, I think that leech card really fucked it. And apparently, that will ask the Alexa and Mickey V. Apparently, that was always intended to be a tag match, but apparently, they announced the singles match first to get a big match in advance to create some interest and help hopefully help shift the tickets. And then, when they thought we're close enough, let's announce the time out the match we're really going to have. I seen on that leech card, apparently. There was rumours of a match between Naomi and Melina. It feels like, see where a lot of these legend versus current matches we joked about before Super Showdown and Great Royal Rumble and this Crown Jewel, the fake pay-per-views, this certainly seems like that as well. I think the thing as well is, within like a good few weeks period, we've got Crown Jewel, we've got Evolution, or even the other way, but yeah. Evolution, Crown Jewel, Super and then Survivor Series. Series. There's so much in there, I mean, 
for a booking team, that's going to be hard. They've got to go yeah. and think about this. They've got to think about that. They've got to think about that. We don't even got any Survivor Series will be rushed in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's just true that one. But that's kind of obviously affected the freedom. But obviously, as you say, about the actual long-term effects of the Crown Jewel pay-per-view, I think a lot of it will depend what WWE do after that. I think mm-hmm. once they made the announcement, they made it on the quarter three results, mm-hmm. so they've actually announced it to their to their shareholders. So people will understand it in a way. But it's then going to be well, what are you going to do after? Yeah. Also, right. so, so WWE share price has fallen a bit. Um, this, will this have any? But it's still seventy dollars a share. So there's you know financially, it's not going to have. It's not having too much of a detrimental effect. Will it have a long term negative effect? I don't think so. I think um, I think WWE when the share price will bounce, especially when they see the financials from this. And long term, I don't know. I don't think it'll have a long term negative effect on them. Yeah, like the only thing we can hope with evolution wise is the hopefully like as much as the build has been terrible, you can only hope that the women go there and actually uh, pull it off in the ring because the matches are excellent. I think some people might forget that, and hopefully they do. It's enough to let WWE do it again because if it's if it's if it, they don't do it again, they're going to blame on the women and say, "Oh, it's them," and rather than take responsibility for the poor build. But hopefully, if they do it a second time, it'll be like the women's money in the bank, where the second one was by far what the first one should have been. Yeah, I think. Just to close this out, I've seen a tweet that sums it up. You might be upset with the build for Evolution, you might be upset that it's Nikki Bella, not you know someone you feel that is more deserving. But if you don't tune in, you prove the the people that aren't with the times right, mm-hmm. that are saying all women can't draw. Mm-hmm. You tune in, nobody wants to see bad wrestling, you know, there's been plenty of all male pay-per-views that have been shit. Oh yes. Greatest Royal Rumble being the prime example. And you know, if this is good or bad, we all hope it's good. You know, just tune in, make sure the women get the support, and we can build. And we'll all be watching it. Yeah, yeah exactly. definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we've got our night at 5pm. <laughs> no, that's evolution. the Crown Jewel, you Crown Jewel? Oh, I think we've got Evolution. I've watched that as well. We've all been talking about the past five minutes. We've got our network money, we all, they know we're going to watch it. <laughs> so, spend the last five minutes talking just uh, NXT UK started two weeks ago. Yeah. And just get people's first thoughts on it, favourite moments from the first show, because I know two of the guys here haven't seen the second show. Mm-hmm. And Scott can maybe have some mm-hmm. spoiler free highlights of the second show. Yeah. So just start us off, what were your, you were at the UK tournament when they announced this, Gary? I was, I was, um, I had the e- responsibility for the ESSR uh, Twitter feed that night and my phone was exploding when we tweeted the news of the show coming out and getting all the interaction in the back of it. Uh, I've been looking forward to it and um, was getting, getting a bit impatient because mm-hmm. you know that these shows have been filmed and it's like well and trying to avoid the spoilers is really hard work yeah um so i was really looking forward to it and uh, was really pleased to see the first the first show of all and really enjoyed the first show yeah uh, i thought it was i thought it was it had a, a really strong main event i thought uh putting norm dar and pete dunn together mm-hmm. yeah it was a, it's like a match made in heaven and they showed it very well, I thought it was that topped off. I thought it was a good night. We got to see some. We got to see Dave Mastiff as well. You know, I thought it was a good start to the series, and I think we got a lot more. We'll, we'll see our Bob and our ICW refs at some point. I think yeah. as well. Like yeah, both, Sean and, Sean and Thomas were both there. So yeah, I think as well. Starting off with a world title match is always like mm-hmm. key. Like 
we look at all the new shows WWE's have started, you know, the likes of uh, Main Event, Champion v Champion, 205 Live had the title being defended. Okay. And I think, obviously, it's a big attraction to get people in. Like, it gets people to, gets people to stay. So, Scott, thoughts on the first show? Yeah, I really enjoyed the first. I think it was a great first episode. And probably, and I know they're going to go from like strength to strength from here on. I don't think the second episode was as good as the first one. I know you didn't see it, but I've got to say the highlight for me of the second episode was Zach Gibson's promo. It's just he's just a phenomenal heel, and also they're a good main event. Not as good as the title match, but still a good main event. Essential between Wolfgang and. Tyler Bate and Quacko's watched that promo about twenty times. Uh, <laughs> also, they've been showing these. Gibson promo. Uh, I think he just watches it constantly. They've been showing these uh, pre-tape uh, taping up uh, the interview of Eddie Dennis, and he's been cutting his promos, and he looks like he's going to be a probably a heel, and he looks like a, he's got clear motivations for why he's doing the he's going to do. And also, mm-hmm. I'm like, looking forward to next week, because apparently the main event's going to be Zach Gibson versus Noam Dar, which I can't wait for. Mm-hmm. So before we get to our special guest on the show. Uh, have you seen the the Twitter uh, handle uh, was mixed up by certain bloggers and reporters and Real English Lion Eddie Dennis, they used Lionheart's Twitter account <laughs> and Lionheart tweeted, when did I make my WWE debut? <laughs> I must have missed that. So we've got a wee special guest to talk about uh, her favourite moments of WWE NXT UK so far. We've got the the woman who reported for ESSR's Twitter account, she was our chief editor for the UK tournament and one of our four horsewomen of, N- of ESSR. She's Lucy. Hiya. Hi. So you've have you seen only the first episode of NXT UK so far? So what was your favourite match? No, I'm Darvish. Pete Dunne. That was what Scotty was saying. Mm-hmm. Were you cheering no more? Were you going for Pete Dunne? Both of them. Both of them. So you can choose. <laughs> so who, just to be quick, who's your least favourite so far? Um, Joe Coffey. You don't like Joe Coffey? Yeah. <laughs> he's a nice, he's a, I didn't know he's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> but Mark's better. Is that maybe because Daddy's a Rangers fan and Joe isn't, isn't of that way or do you just not like Joe? I don't Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, I hate his much chest. <laughs> we also enjoyed uh, Dave Mast. We were watching it together. Uh, Dave Mastiff and that wee guy that squashed. Yeah. <laughs> so, that guy will get booked all over UK now. So you were at the NXT UK tournament. Yeah. So who were you? Do you want to tell us some of the chants you were shouting that night? Because <laughs> <laughs> your dad told us some of the ones you were shouting. But... So Lucy was responsible for leading the Royal Albert Hall in a number of chants. Uh, do you remember some of them? It's not one to do with shoes. No, this is... You, you don't want to admit to them. So you started one um, to Zach Gibson, I think it was. Um, of um, you deserved it, <laughs> and another one of we all hate you <laughs> along the way. But we're, uh, we're we're going to watch later on tonight the second episode of uh, NXT UK, and Lucy's particularly excited about the main event of Tyler Bate versus Wolfie Wolfgang. So, for those of you who haven't seen it, we'll keep it spoil free. But who are you going for tonight, Tyler Bate or Wolfie? Wolfie, because obviously you've had your photo taken with him at Wrestling Experience Scotland. Yep. So we're going for Wolfie. Yep. Win him in the howling. <laughs> we're, having a, we're having a party when Wolfie wins. Well that's, <laughs> well, that's your special guest, Lucy, there. 
and that's her thoughts on NXT UK. Obviously, later in the year when NXT UK has had more episodes, and we have well, they've decided the women's champion already. We won't spoil yeah. that for you on the show. Uh, and they have the tag team champions. We might have the NXT Dream Team who cover all our takeover events. Maybe cover the UK version. Oh, they're gonna be raging here at the end of the show. <laughs> We've got a new NXT UK panel, haven't we? Oh yes, yeah, they can have the Yankee side. Aye, yeah. NXT UK, so NXT's dream team, and Stephen needs to decide. He's on both of them now. No, in fact, no, no we don't. Not. We don't need Stephen. We have Gary, Lucy, Ross, and Scott to cover NXT UK. I don't really do the American ones because Quacky always does <laughs> a really, 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 really awkward thing. Well, we 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 we'll keep ours to British standards. Stephen's in our team then. <laughs> so Lucy, do you want to come back in the future when we're talking NXT UK? Yeah. Good, good. So. That's going to do it for this show that was meant to be about Crown Jewel, but we talked about everything from Gangrel to the Great Royal Rumble to why we hate Sean Stasiak to NXT UK. <laughs> so, Gangrel's coming out of so it made sense. Yes, Gangrel, the most it's random ICW. Are the weekend, is it not? I don't know. No, that's Billy Gun. Billy Gun, yes, we got a Billy Gun reference <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Billy, uh, team DX, we team Polo Promotions or something. And we got Polo Promotions uh, mentioned on the show to keep Stacey happy. So all cater the, for all the panels. Yes, exactly. Here. See, okay. we are we are a very inclusive panel, not like the people in Saudi Arabia. So all oh. we have to do. Oh, we're getting down the back of a van somewhere. If Ross is never on this show again. Uh, you know why? He's, a, he's in a van somewhere. The bag over his head. So all it means is to thank right, my. Sorry, that was it. I got dark. Sorry. Thank my panel and say my goodbyes to Scott. All right. Stephen. All right. Lucy. Gary. Thank you. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and. Uh, Instagram at Suplex Retweet. Follow us on iTunes, Anchor, and Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites. Nearly slipped up there, but one take McLeod does not do that. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> Please don't make that. We help out takes the yes. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is one solid, solid one hour seventeen minute block, and I have not messed up once. So I'll say. <laughs> and thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll. Try and enjoy Crown Jewel, you'll probably enjoy Evolution more. Bye. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the f you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the f you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now.